Welcome to Tesmos. To begin the checkout procedure, please scan your first item. Please place your Parsons bracket in the bag. What? Please place your Parsons bracket in the bag. What's a Parsons bracket? Please place your Parsons bracket in the bag! Excuse me? Excuse me? That's right. Call for help. What? Please place your Parsons bracket in the bag. Can I help you, sir? Yes. The checkout won't recognise these onions. Please place your onions in the bag. Seems to be working now. Okay. Thank you. Please place your Parsons bracket in the bag. <sighs> Not again. Please place your Parsons bracket in the bag. Excuse me. Sorry. You little grass. Did you just call me a grass? Is it doing it again, sir? Yes. And it just insulted me. It's a machine. It doesn't have any insults programmed into it. I heard it as clear as day. Please place your celery in the bag. Seems okay now. I swear to God, this machine hates me or something. Would you like to move to another? No way. I'm not going back in that queue. Okay, I'll leave you to it then. Please place your Parsons bracket in the bag. I knew it! You little rotten bastard! You're trying to make me seem crazy! Please place your Parsons bracket in the bag. Now you listen here. I'm going to scan and pay for my shopping, and you're not going to give me any more jip. Understand? Please place your head up your ass. What? <coughs> Say that again, you little shit! Say that again! Right, that's it. You're barred. Out. Oh, get off! Get off! Come on, oh, out you go. No more of this. Thank you for shopping at Tesmart. Good morning and welcome to the newly revamped Prime Minister's Question Time, your daily dose of parliamentary unpleasantness. I'm your Prime Minister, Ewan Taxon, and I have altered the format of PolitiBeat so that I will ask the questions of my ministers and political rivals. No one will ask me questions, as I'm above the law and cannot be held to account. Anyway, I'm delighted to divert your attention to my newly appointed Minister for Health, Roisin Baum. Good morning. Good day, Ewan. So, Roisin, with the recent political turmoil, it seems Britain's supply lines have been messed up and food shortages may be on the horizon. As Health Secretary, does this news trouble you? Not particularly, Ewan. My pantry is well stocked. That's a relief. But do you think there's a chance that people will starve? Potentially. But I think the United Kingdom relies on food far too much to be self-sustainable. We need to transition away from our reliance on food and look forward to a post-food society. Agreed. But the people do like chips. There may be some short-term hardship, but we believe that the country will be much better suited to cope with the long-term famine if we have a series of smaller, managed scarcities in the immediate future. Most other countries are not preparing for this. So you're saying that our government is totally in control of our rapidly dwindling food supplies? 
What I am saying is this. We are not standing in the way of hard-working families setting up their own farming communities, returning to a pastoral life, foraging for berries, and fighting over the last scraps of bacon in a dusty wilderness. I'm passionate about British entrepreneurs who can find their own sources of sustenance. This government is a proud supporter of those intrepid pioneers who toil the land. So would you say that it's time for the great British people to knuckle down, chip in, and step up to the plate? Yes, I would. It's just that the plate might not have a lot of food on it. Being a health secretary, how do you think these managed shortages are going to affect public health? I should think this will be a net positive on the NHS. Waiting times in A&E will be drastically shorter. Because people will be too weak to drag themselves to hospital? Weak? I believe the health benefits of food have been greatly exaggerated over the years. My friend once ate a pork pie that she'd had in her handbag for two weeks, and she came down with a tummy ache. That's appalling. My late father chipped his tooth trying to eat a salmon. Was it deboned? I once saw a carrot giving me the finger. It's outrageous. Agreed. But what would you say to any unpatriotic doctor, nutritionist, chef or hungry person who champions the benefits of food? It's an urban myth. Food has about as much health benefit as oxygen or sunlight. The effect is negligible. Besides, less food means more food banks, which are fantastic places to have photo shoots. Remember the one in Hull? Oh, how we laughed and laughed. A hilarious state of affairs. It's as they always say, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Anyway, I make that lunchtime. The ivy aren't going to hold my table forever. Shall I see you down there? Let me just wrap up. Good show. Toodles. Good show indeed. Serve me a stuffed gannet, would you? Anyway, that's all for today's edition of Prime Minister's Question Time. What are you still watching for? Don't you have some crops to grow? Goodbye. This'll put lead in your pencil. This'll put lead in your water. This'll put lead in your face. Things were not always as they are, and this leaves many of us terrified and nauseated. Breathe deeply, sit back, filter out the chattering of the harpies. It's time for nostalgia. In nostalgia time. School day would start at seven in the morning. Out in pitch black dark, all of us whistling to keep track of one another. Teach you were a right nasty piece of work. He'd slap you with a cane as soon as look at you, because he had canes for eyes. Big spindly chalk fingers he had too, and he'd screech away at the sled embedded in his chest. Many's the time we copied out, help me, thinking it with a lesson. You couldn't be sad at school, though, not with all your friends round you. For a start, they'd lay you into joyman, and he'd come round and slap a grinning man round your face. Didn't matter what you were feeling then, you looked happy to everyone else. Maths were a hard lesson. You'd never know what strings of numbers had been activated overnight. It was dangerous doing long division. You could accidentally drop the defence grid, or just as easily find hidden truths on the third side of the paper. Whoever behaved best week or four got to ring the bell. We're an important job, and your good behaviour reflected that your soul were pure. The bell had to be rung throughout the school day to quell the weeping pillars. Be still, you big daft buggers, you'll knock a hole in the floor. I'll ring this bell all day long, and tomorrow I'll ring it some more. You had to sing that too. School dinners were amazing. 
Everything went in friar. Brother Ventry were a very devout gastro behemoth. He'd partially digest all the bairn's food and we'd access it through his stomach portal. Great big copper and brass door stood out on his pale quivering flesh like a medal. And we'd keenly queue up to open it. Huge steaming clouds of acid would come roiling out and he'd chant away the whole time to make sure every bowlful were blessed. Then, in the afternoon, we'd be out on field, running round like mad, playing chasey, provoking the trench witch, climbing trees, seeing who could stand the longest in the wind with a coat up round the head like a sail. Here we must have looked daft. Teacher would come out to organise us for a game of football, releasing a giant spheroid creature covered in badly sutured human feet. We'd all have to take it in turns to trim its multitude of nails while it wheezed and cowered. Occasionally a bairn would get kicked. It got worse once we put all its boots on. Struggled like hell while we were trying to get them laced up. But after that, if you walked away without stud marks down your face, you counted yourself bloody lucky. Home time would all go home with a miniature thrall. They'd hold your hand right up to the front door and then ask to come in and join your family. You had to politely refuse at that point. He'd ask again another twice and you'd have to keep refusing. They only had tiny little hands but the grip on them were like a vice. Let them in and that was it. You'd suddenly always had a younger sibling that sat at the bottom of your bed and stared at you all night. I often wonder about some of the bigger families down our road. My creation is nearing completion. Just need to sow a little more flesh on here, here and here. And stretch this skin flap over this bit here. Perfecto! Now, to sprinkle on the pixie dust. Come on, pixie! It's not dust, it's my dandruff. You're lucky because I'm extra flaky today. Yes, and now we wait patiently for the magic to happen. Come on, come on, more dandruff. I'm scraping my head barely. I'll bloody scalp you in a minute. Oh wait, it's working. He's alive! My little live flesh lad, Skinocchio. Speak to me. What do you want, freak? Skinocchio, you're a real lad. I'm your daddy, Geppetto. More like Geppetto. Excuse me? Some creepy old white dude making little lads in his basement. Seems pretty sinister to me. No, 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 you misunderstand. You see, all my life I have longed for children. Case closed. But my wife, she was very sick. We always wanted a family, but tragically, she died. I don't see what that's got to do with me. I always wanted a son, so I made you. Most people go down the adoption route, but I'm guessing there are problems of your application. For the last time, Skinocchio, I am not a paedophile. Then what's this you've sewn to the middle of my face, then? A nose. A perfectly ordinary nose. I was only born a few minutes ago, but even I know it's a penis. And it grows when you tell lies. That makes it worse. You're so ungrateful. I gave you the gift of life and all you can do is complain about your cock nose. You call this living? I'm a hideous flesh-crafted monstrosity. I'm oozing from everywhere. Every time I move some stitches come loose. But you have no strings to hold you down. Why would you even say that? Are you going to tie me up? No. However, I won't ever let you go outside or even leave this basement. 
Kill me now. Whatever you've got planned for me, I'd rather die. You've totally got the wrong idea about me. I can't let you go outside because the world won't see you as I do. They'll think you're a disgusting bag of skin. They won't see you as a real live lad. So it's just me and you forever then, is it? That's right. Plus, you can talk to this dead cricket when I'm not in the room. Think I'd rather talk to the pixie with psoriasis, thanks. The plateau's had me trapped in here for two years! Shh! You two have jumped to the wrong conclusions about me. I'm a kind, harmless old man. Right. Harmless. So where did you get the skin from to make me? Perfectly legitimate sources. Alright. Graves. But on the plus side, I didn't kill anybody. Yeah, you're an outstanding man of character, alright. I only peel the skin off corpses. Around 50% of you is pieces of my dead wife. And that's supposed to be reassuring, is it? I thought it might help you understand. Understand what? Why I've got a big hairy cock nose in the middle of my face? I'm assuming this wasn't your wife's. No, it was her boyfriend's. So you did kill someone? Oh no, he's very much alive. In the attic. Fucking hell. Stay away from me. Come on, we'll work this out. Give daddy a hug. No, no, no! Oh, a loose piece of thread. Don't pull that. What are you doing? Skinocchio! You unraveled yourself. Why, my only son? Can I do now? Oh no, you're here until I finally have my own little flesh, lad. <sighs> I'll put the kettle on then, shall I? It won't to suit you. I know this has been a long, hard trek for you, but trust me, this will be worth the effort. The locals tell of an ancient temple filled with riches, and we'll be the first people to find it. Can you imagine what we'll find? Untold exotic treasures await, untouched by civilization and not seen by human eyes for centuries. According to this map I found in the tomb of a great explorer, the temple should be right around here. Here. It's here. Quick. Oh, it's magnificent. Quick. Get the ancient rune of the Sun Queen. Let's open this place up. It's working. Stand back. We're in. I can't believe this day has finally arrived. Oh, hello. What? Who the... How did... Uh, Don't don't worry about me. You just carry on. But uh, how did you break the ancient seal without the rune? I just wanted to get out of the sun for a bit. You've ruined everything. I was supposed to be the first. Me. I'm sorry about that. Why don't I just get out of your hair? All right. right. Calm down. Hopefully he's not touched any of the treasure. Oh, there was just one more thing. I managed to find a magical lamp with a genie inside, and I accidentally used it to wish all the gold away. Sorry, bye. No! Russell Dumbles will go off on an amble. Russell Dumbles, he fell down in some brambles. Russell Dumbles, now he looks a shambles. Russell Dumbles, the problem is he gambles. Russell Rambles, he also drinks heavily. Afternoon Ramblers, it's me, Russell Rambles, the man with the iron bollock. I've got another young upstart with me today who wishes to learn my rambling ways. Please welcome to the show Mr Nathan Bushnell. Thanks Russ, but I'm actually older than you, and an incredibly experienced fellwalker. 
I used to have my own show, you know. Bushnell's Bushcraft. Oh, why? So, uh, you think you know everything about rambling, do you? Every day is a school day, Russell. It's just that my classroom happens to be the great outdoors. Yeah? What's your best ramble, then? Well, it's probably the time I crossed the enticing glens. I had to avoid being turned to stone by several multi-breasted maidens, cross a stream of poisonous caramel, and cover my ears during a CeeLo Green concert. Right, that's pretty tough. But not as bad as me on Crackly Dell. I ran foul of a few potholes, grazed me knee, got nettled up the thighs, got skin ridden by a cracked up wraith, got sunburned, and had to close no less than three gates that had been left open. Then I guess we both have excellent credentials. Are we walking or not? That's more like it. Let's get ready to ramble. Here's a test, Mr. Expert. What's that there, then? That'd be a wall. Oh, aren't we clever? And what about that there, then? A clump of bracken. Yeah, whatever. And what's that? A port key to the underworld. Ha! No, you massive idiot. It's obviously a proxy portal. I'm pretty sure it's not. Touch it and find out. I don't think I will. I've no idea where it leads. If you were so good at rambling, you'd be all over that like magma flies on shit. You touch it, then. I'll do it later. Right now, I've got to do a bit to camera about this delicious mulch. Delicious mulch? If you ever caught in a sticky situation with no food, you can often eat this mulch found at the side of paths. Not a lot of people know, but it's very nutritious. I don't think that's mulch. Look at the peel. Of course it is. Now let me have a little sample. Mmm. Just like that there grandma used to make. That's the decomposed remains of Homo acuminata. Exactly. You don't know what that is, do you? Of course I do. What do you think I am, some sort of house dweller? Anyway, we ought to move on. Fang mega snails love the detritus, and we don't want to meet any of them today. I haven't brought my salt shaker. Right, well, it looks like we're coming up on a barrow. A barrow? I'd say it was more of a knoll myself. Any embankment of soil that's grassed over, looks like it's been there for a fair while, could well be a barrow. There's also a big chance it's a slag heap from a building site, but that's not a chance you want to take. Show all due deference and respect. For God's sake, don't go around it with a metal detector poking about like one of them archaeologists. True enough. I knew an archaeologist once went muck prodding around that there Gingley's barrow. Next time I saw him, it was a lot thinner. Not a bit of fat on him. Not a bit of skin on him either. Had a very gaunt look about him, he did. Like he'd seen things human eyes ain't meant to see. Might explain why they'd fall out the sockets. I have to say, it does look like a good spot for a rest. We well, can't stop here. This is Homo Chiraptus country. That's a damn lie. Homo Chiraptus was wiped out by the Great Clickening. It's true, I saw him last week. It might look terrifying to behold, but it's only the human brain's way of processing a clear and fatal threat from an obvious predatory species. How did you survive then? Easy. As soon as you hear the telltale chirruping, start yourself some merry ham boning. It'll throw the sonar right off. Buggers are practically blind, so if you click slap and chest thump your way down the trail, they'll likely mistake you for one of their own. Do it well enough and they might mistake you for an entire margin band of their own and come out to offer half-chewed fruit. That's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. If you started clicking, the noctids would either find you sexy or think you were a mating rival. What do you know? I was alive and rambling back when the night grabbings were occurring. You know nothing of our suffering. Alright, well, long story short, we're not stopping here. I can keep going, it's just that you've already stopped for some mulch and I haven't had anything yet. Would you like an energy bar? Mm, 
No thanks. Okay, we'll stop for a quick refreshment break once we've passed that there cracker ass ridge. I think there's a harvester there. This ridge that you're talking about, would that be the sheer cliff face that's in front of us? Aye, oh, that's right. How do we get across? Across? Oh no, we go down. Yeah! Whoa, whoa. No! An experienced rambler lands on his feet. Well, I suppose that he did, but the force of the impact crushed him outright. Never mind. Taxi! To harvester, please. What would you say to a nice cup of tea? Oh, go on then. Well, I've got a new tea strainer for Christmas. Why don't we give it a try? Oh, tea strainer! Coming! We've reached that point in the broadcast where we go over live to interrogate a prime Jacoby Good clone with the Monster Forecast. Oi, Tudor Bem. And as we enter our fourth day of perpetual night, we are seeing unprecedented vampiric activity. Stay indoors, stop inviting them in, and please be aware that while imbibing hallucinogenic substances will pass on the effects to the feeding Nosferatu, this generally results in the death of the prankster and an even less stable vampire. The administration necrotic is looking to completely stamp out bat-shitting before the sun's promised return next month. In adjacent news, fleshy ground has spread to cover around 68% of Verge's forgiveness. It is presently benign and believed to be sentient. X-rays have shown nascent teeth and fangs beneath the surface that are likely to erupt into mouths within the next few days. Reinforced boots are being issued to all homes in the affected area. Swarms of fell devils have begun to migrate from exposed moor areas. Do be aware of shoddy deals and overpriced sacrifices. Cosmoseismologists have calculated this migration is due to the growing instability of the interstitial pylons. These phenomena may very well be about to finally phase out of our reality. That's all for today. There's just time to take a look at the photos you've been sending in from around the country. A lot of selfies this week with infamous eight-foot celebrity demon the Crimson Bastard. He certainly gets around. They're nice, they're nice, they're so lovely and nice. They're my fucking models. If you touch them, then you'll die. Hello, I'm Colin Lecter, and welcome to Mint in Box, the show that covers models, miniatures, and collectibles. We're like the Antiques Roadshow, but, you know, cool. I'm joined today by Mr. Stuart Ashen. Hello there. Hello. Pleasure to be here. I know it is. I understand that you've brought something pretty special for us. Uh, yes, yeah, I have. But uh, but before we get to that, can I be a fanboy and point out that Space Force model you've got on the shelf there? The USS Spaceship? It's an original prop. It's my pride and joy. I'll say. C- can I have a look? Okay. Gloves on, please. Oh, this is really something else. Have you seen the detail on the underside? It is amazing. God, this would be the model they switched to in Series 2, yeah? No, it's obviously a Series 1 model. No, I don't think so. You see, the ray dome on the back here wasn't added to the ship until Series 2 when they came in... Get out! Uh, I'm sorry, what? I said get out. Fuck off. Coming in here, questioning me and my models. This is my show. I I, I didn't mean anything by it. Give that back and get the fuck out of my bedroom. Well, all right, but I won't be able to show you what I bought then. Oh. All right. You can stay. 
For now. But you're on thin ice, Ashens. Okay, okay. Uh, can I take the gloves off now? I'd prefer you didn't. Come on then, show me your box. All right. Prepare to be amazed. Ta-da! Oh, baby. This is... Well, describe it to our listeners. Well, I'm sure everyone remembers that old Trebor advert with the Soft Mint character. It's him! It's Mr. Soft! Uh, yeah. Yeah, thanks for stealing my thunder. Amazing! There were only five of these made due to licensing issues. The issue being that they didn't actually have a license to make them. Let me have a sniff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Minty fresh. How did you get it? Well, a friend of mine had it. I swapped him for a puppet of that uh, weird Colin Curley dog they used to have on Quavers. What? An idiot! Yeah, I know, right? Anyway, here's my penknife. Let's open it up. What? Oh, thank you, you kind soul. I've been trapped in there for decades. No! Don't stab Mr. Soft! I'm just opening the box. Oh my god! Fuck! I can hear the value depreciating as the air escapes. What have you done? Well, how else can we have a look at him? Through the plastic. Oh my fucking god. I think I need a Ribena. Anyway, yeah, let, let me just slide him out. But it's not mint in box anymore. Oh no, there is a mint in the box, actually. Uh, one glacier mint. Oh, look, he comes with Tic Tac accessories. Jesus fucking Christ. Did you know how to do chest compressions? Look, he's holding a 4X mint. The more you touch them, the less they're worth. I think these might actually be real mints. Fucking hell, take that out of your mouth now! Mm, why? That's not how we do things around here. You can't play with the toys. Well, maybe you should. It's more fun this way. Get out, now! What, again? I mean it this time. You've done it now, Ashens. I'll make sure you never appear on another model-based podcast ever again. I'm pretty sure there's nothing you can do to prevent that. Just fuck off already! Gladly. All you've done is scream and cry since I got here. And take your worthless figurine with you! Why did you throw him at the wall? If I can't play with it, no one can. Now fuck off! My lungs are burning, so I better cut this short. Thanks for listening. Next time on Mint in Books, we'll be discussing Time Town merchandise, and I'll be telling you why Warhammer is for stupid thick babies. See ya. Mum, I need a tizer to calm down. You have just listened to this, that and the other. The voices you have just heard are Patrick Heaviside, Adam Lloyd, Sam Anderson, and extra special guest, Stuart Ashen. It really was him. Blackmail is a powerful tool. This was written by Adam Lloyd with supporting material from Patrick Heaviside and Sam Anderson. If you have enjoyed the show, rate and review us where you find us. Support the show by following us on Twitter and Facebook at TTATO Podcast. It's very easy to remember. You could also buy us a coffee at ko-fi slash TTATO Podcast. Please do it. They don't pay me to do this. Until next time, remain healthy and alive. Oi, you down a beer, and then a stout. Beer stout, beer stout, with Jaeger bombs throughout. You can't hold the conversation unless you shout as loud as you possibly can. Oi, blokey blokey cokey. Oi, blokey blokey cokey. Oi, blokey blokey cokey. Booze down, bench press, lads on tour. You go to gym. You go work out, work in, work out, and check all the birds out. If they're wearing tight lycra, then you point it out. 
in case they didn't realise. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Boost down, bench press, lads on tour. You whistle at birds, you freak them out. Whistling, freak them out, and you act like a lout. If your mate's not at the pub, then you will chew him out. He must be under your thumb. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Those down bench pressed lads on tour. You keep your feelings in, don't let them out. Keep them in, don't let them out until you want to shout. You'd rather punch a wall and tell your mates about what's going on inside. All together now. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Boost down bench press lads on tour. You show weakness, you get kicked out. Weakness kicked out and your mates shut you out. They'd rather wreck your friendship than to talk about. Emotions are for birds. Wait for it. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Boost down, punch, press, lads on tour. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. Oi, blokey, blokey, cokey. We're blokes, we're blokes, blokes don't cry. And that's that. Don't never love me.